If your spider plant is looking peaky and that Venus flytrap you bought just kicked the bucket, you need On The Ledge, the podcast about indoor gardening where you learn everything you need to know to keep your house plants looking lush. I'm Jane Perone. Join me and a host of wonderful guests to chat all things houseplants at On The Ledge Podcast. Welcome to the MTM Podcast, late December edition. I'm here with Joe Chung from As the Joe Flies and Mark Osterman, MTM's managing editor. Lots to talk about this week, Joe. I was just in the Bay Area, but let's start with Joe is freezing his butt off. And as Mark aptly pointed out, he's either like so hot and he's like sweat is dripping from his face or he's freezing in that poor room. But uh, I don't feel sorry for him because he's drinking an ice cold Diet Coke. So <laughs> he, could, he could use his sweat towel and put it around his neck to keep him warm. He's either wiping it off like he's uh, Shaq sweating at the free throw line or like sitting on the bench with it around his neck, keeping him warm. My poor wife has been like begging for us to move for, well, how long have we been married? 12 years. But uh, the one reason why I would consider moving is so I could build my own studio. Not only is this room terrible for insulation, it's bad for insulation of temperature. It's bad for insulation of sound. So maybe one day. But yeah, it is it is freezing in here. Sounds like my wife. <laughs> she wants, she's been wanting to move forever too. That's <laughs> every podcaster's dream, Joe, right? A, a studio. Yeah, for sure. Mark, at least you bought a lake house. I was like, what if I buy a lake house? You gave me the idea. I was like, what if we buy a house up in New Hampshire, like a lake or something like that? We could just escape to that. Maybe, maybe already, I'll go up to got. New Hampshire to record all my podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> you already got the lake. Yeah. See, I have the opposite uh, problem. The cottage has no insulation of any kind. Like when they put the new, we replaced the doors and the guy's like, oh, I just want you to know that you have no uh, insulation in your walls. We put it around the door. I'm like, what was the point, man? We know there's nothing in the walls, in the floor, or in the ceiling. Like <laughs> you putting that little bit around the door isn't going to help. <laughs> you got to blow some newspaper into those walls. That's That's what we did here like five or six years ago. Did nothing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward Massachusetts to it. paid for it, so. I'm looking forward oh, really? to recording. <laughs> you guys keep cutting me off. Yes, really. <laughs> Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> I'm looking forward to recording this summer. You know, most of the time, past summer, I never recorded up there. But when we record, it's going to be like the kids, okay, go in your room, put on your headphones, watch your tablet. Because even at night, like as soon as the kids go to bed, because there's no, you know, soundproofing. If you have the TV on, they're like, turn the TV down. So it's kind of rough. <laughs> cottage life, cottage life. But it's it's cool to be able to do that. And, you know, you have some nice space up there. So, Joe, I look forward to hearing all about your New Hampshire vacation home. Just pop up a, a shed in the backyard of your parents' house and call that your vacation home. <laughs> That's not a terrible idea. Their Wi-Fi is pretty good. So, Joe, is school out now? Are you out for uh, for the holiday break? Or <sighs> yeah, this right. We go all the way to Thursday the 23rd. What? And, yeah, I know. It's terrible. Like everyone around here. It's because we start so late. It's just ridiculous. All my friends, I, I saw my friend's sister from California. She teaches in the LA area. She's back here already. You know, everyone's out already and we're here just being miserable. So I've, I've mailed it in like for the entire week. We're going to watch a movie on Wednesday. Thursday, traditionally my school, the day before break, we just have like a party. It's going to be a modified party because of life. But uh, we're not doing anything Thursday. I did nothing today in class. I'm just cruising into vacation. It's the old put I, on the, the science fair video class. <laughs> no, I did that. I did that two weeks ago. But I'm just like, 
I, I, I walked in and I was like, y'all trying to learn anything today? And they were like, uh, no. And I was like, all right, well, if you're quiet, if you don't bother me, I won't bother you. <laughs> Worked out fine. <laughs> nice. Which is, which is why they shouldn't even have school this week, right? Because it's not like anybody's actually doing much. Preaching to the choir. Preaching to the choir. But what are you going to do? I remember, like, in college, I feel like you got, like, a month off for winter break. And it was just crazy. You're, you're sitting at home for, like, three, four weeks. You're like, what is all this time off? Like, let's just get back and get this over with so we have a longer summer. So I think, you know, my kids last day, it was like a half day Friday, which I always love half days. I think it's just to meet a quota. But I'm like, what's the point, really? You go there, you do, like, some crafts, and you pack up your, your snow gear to get washed. And then your parents come pick you up. It's just a big waste of a day for parents, but... I guess it helps out the teachers. What is the snow gear you speak of? I have no experience oh. with, such, with such things. No, it's not a brag. Yeah, except for, it's, it's except for such it a foreign 60, language to me. Since it was 60 here and 30 there the other day. but um. No, no, I'm not even talking crap. I'm just saying like that's a whole <laughs> world of like going to school, snow days, all that stuff that I never yeah. you know experienced. I mean, you know, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, kids have to have their hats, gloves, uh, snow pants, because they go out in recess. Unless it's below zero, they go outside every day. So... You know, they have all that gear and it gets all wet and nasty. Oh, it smells so bad. The boots, everything. It just stinks. Like if you imagine what your your shoes would smell like if you walk through like puddles and then, you know, your your socks stink. That's what all the gear stinks like after a week and you wash it every weekend. It's rough. It's like, Sean, I don't you probably I don't know if you've experienced this at the Golden Knights. Like I haven't experienced this at a pro level. But if you ever walk by like a hockey player, that's what it smells like. They smell terrible. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, like like any locker room, essentially, with adult male. But for some reason, for hockey, it's worse because like it's like cold and they're like, you know, wet from like not their sweat too. like for some reason, hockey players have always smelled the worst to me, you know, in my limited uh, in my limited sniffing of professional athletes. Speaking of horrible smells, we're all we're all parents. And we had that uh, the thing that like I hate the least or the most I hate the most happened last night where you just fall asleep like you just you just finally get to bed you fall asleep and one of the kids comes in and says mom dad i got sick i didn't make it to the bathroom so that happened last night so that was fun we got to get up scramble clean everything <laughs> wet back get back to bed at least yeah they made it out of the bed which made it a lot a lot right, better that's better yeah that's what i go i get there and it's like you get to the hallway and you can already smell it and then you see it and you're like and you're like, did you get out of bed at least? And she's like, yeah, I made it out of the bed. I just couldn't get the door open. Hardwood or carpet? Carpet. It was rough. Oh, no. Wow, yeah, wow. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. Ellie did it a few weeks ago, but it was she made it all the way to our bathroom, um, So, but not into the toilet. So it was a mess, but at least it was tile. So that's always easy. Why she so much improved? Bathroom. <laughs> Doesn't she have her own bathroom with the soil? She does. I think because she wanted to be, you know, she was coming to her mommy. Yeah, and, no, I know. Yeah. You know. Kids and their mommies, you know how that uh, how that goes. I had a fun experience. Speaking of school, like last Friday, we'll, we'll talk about this as this show goes on in, in the future. But you know, getting ready for our big trip, we pulled Ellie out of school because it was her last day of the semester before holiday break, and so that was the second time I pulled a six year old out of school over the course of fifteen years to go travel around the world. So that was exciting and crazy, and kind of comparing the pictures of my son back in two thousand seven to to Ellie today. That was fun. So. Like timing, I said, we'll talk more about Timing is not the best. That. Timing is not the best. No, timing is not the best. We'll talk about Omicron and, and, and well, everybody will get to experience this trip and all the pains that I go through planning this and, and all of the compromises and everything we have to do. And that'll be something we'll talk about as this goes on. But yeah, let's talk about Omicron then. Uh, things changing, right? I mean, uh, even cruise ships coming back. I think I just read that Royal Caribbean's flagship uh, 
just came back with like 44 positive cases spreading pretty quickly. You guys got any thoughts on uh, on it as related to travel and I, stuff? I saw that article and you're like, oh, 44, that sounds horrible. And then you realize it was like out of like 6,000 passengers or something. And you're like, okay, that's not so bad. And I think it came down to like somebody had symptoms but didn't say anything, which at this point in age, what are you doing? Like you just say it, you get tested, whatever. You're only, you know, you're going to be in the room anyways because you feel like crap. So you might as well let people know so everybody can do what they need to do or whatever. Or, you know, maybe you try to force your way out there and go eat or something when you're when you know you potentially have something. And just, you know, follow the protocols. That's why they're there for. So, I don't know. It's crazy, but it's also, we don't know much about it. I feel like we're just kind of, I'm over this as far as like, hey, I'm used to just things changing all the time. So, it's kind of just, all right, let's roll with it. For me, I, I, I as a vaccinated person, I don't feel worried. So, it's funny that you say that, Mark, because, you know, my response is like, yeah, just be an adult. If you're feeling sick and you're on a cruise, you know, just report yourself. And at the same time, like, Part of me is realizing that, number one, I was supposed to or I am still currently scheduled to go stay in New York for one night over the holiday break. That doesn't sound like the greatest idea right now. I might just uh, have to just stay in the hotel room the whole time and order pizza. Sounds fun. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, the kids won't be there. So, yeah, it will be fun. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Worth it. But the other thing is, like, I'm supposed to go to Disney World in two weeks. And part of me is like, you know, I'm not worried about Omicron. Well, I'm worried about giving it to unvaccinated four-year-old. But other than that, I'm not worried about, like, getting seriously sick. But if I get it, I can't go to Disney World. You know, and then all of a sudden, you know, it just it, it just causes this chain reaction of things. And, of course, we've seen it in, you know, the NFL has, what is it, like three Monday night football? No, two Monday night football games today and two Tuesday night football games tomorrow and then the nba canceled a bunch of games the nhl is canceling a bunch of games so you know it's just causing a lot of issues and you kind of don't know where you're gonna be so going back to where we started sean i think now is actually maybe the ideal time to pull her out of school because if you get stranded in costa rica you don't need to come back you know you can stay there as long as you need to there you go yeah it's gonna be a lot of interesting challenges and i'm holding off on you know i had dubai was really where i wanted to start the kind of major portion of the trip. We do have that cruise booked at the end of January, which is actually the start. But for Dubai, I'm going to hold off on booking uh, anything now. And uh, I'm just comfortable with last minute stuff. So we'll see how this progresses. I'm more concerned, you know, to your point, Joe, with changes in rules and getting stuck places that it can either be expensive or, you know, just not comfortable. And is that really worth it? Um, Stuff like that. So there's a lot of considerations. And there's also a beautiful... United States to discover too, if we want to do that or go to like a single country, you know, make it a little bit easier. So a lot of uh, decisions that have to be made, but uh, I'll wait a few more weeks, see how this plays out with Omicron. Hopefully we learn some more good news about it. It's the severity and stuff like that. So, uh, but yeah, I think a lot of people with their, with their Christmas travel plans have to be a little nervous. And I was traveling this weekend. I was in the Bay area flying frontier again. I won't, I won't bore everybody with the, the details of my, my beautiful frontier flight. The only, the only thing that happened that I will say that was of note, and this has nothing to do with Frontier, is we had an aborted landing coming into Las Vegas last night. And two weeks ago, flying into Charlotte on American Airlines, I had an aborted landing at the last minute. We were probably less than 1,000 feet over the runway, and the pilot had to gun the engines to full strength and go up. Both times, there were planes not stuck on the runway that, wouldn't, that weren't taxiing and stuff. So never had that happen, and then I had it happen twice within a couple weeks. I don't know it's a little scary, but, you know, it is what it is. But, Yo, I have uh, like heart palpitations just listening to that. Just, well, the first, the I, one in Charlotte, the one yesterday, that. they pulled, they aborted a lot, a lot higher up, a few thousand feet. So we didn't have like that abrupt, 
thing. The one in Charlotte, I mean, we were you're you're very close to landing, and then all of a sudden the nose goes up, the engines are just at full strength, and it was scary for about a second. But the captain came on fairly quickly and just explained what it was. He just said there's a plane and didn't move, and we, this was our la- we waited till the last second to to do it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as travel, uh, I'll talk a little bit maybe a little bit later about uh, the Hyatt hotels I stayed in. California seems uh, Northern California seems you know, fairly busy. I was at a couple of amusement parks, outdoors, lots of people, lots of Christmas festivities, lights, all that good stuff. Have you guys done, either of you done any of like the Christmas celebration style stuff, like light shows, things like that uh, with the kids this season? Baja bug. (laughs) (laughs) No, like last year we took them down to the, uh, the tree in Detroit. And this year we, we haven't done really anything. We went to Lexington a couple weeks ago, check on the house and they had like a a carriage ride thing downtown, but we didn't make it for that. But we, you know, we had the outdoor igloo, which was all lit up and festive and they had the whole downtown decorated, which was kind of cool, but it wasn't anything that was really that we were uh, excited to do. I asked the kids if they wanted to go down and see the tree. They weren't all about it this year. So we're, we're just kind of rolling through, but I find it interesting, you know, you're talking about kind of making this trip up as you go along and that's like the worst thing in my mind. <laughs> so it's always fun to see like differing uh, perspectives on travel, which I know you like doing last minute bookings and you'll go places without having a flight back. And I just can't do that. I have to have it like, uh, you know, somewhat scheduled out. Like I'm, I want my flights booked. I want my hotels booked. I don't actually make any plans when I get to the place. Like I don't do a lot of research on the area. I kind of just walk around and, and see what I see. You know, I have a couple things. So that makes me a little bit unique, I think, compared to others where they'll, you know, have like a schedule or, you know, these 10 things I need to do. But I do like the like the framework in place and then everything else I don't I don't like to have plans when I'm there, but I like to have plans to get there, I guess. I guess I just came up with the backpacking stuff, and it's just sort of in my blood. But I totally understand why most people would absolutely not want to travel that way because it is nerve-wracking. And there's times where it's certainly uh, been tough. It's where things have gone the wrong way, and I don't have plans, and it would have been better to have stuff booked ahead of time or where you wait too long and you're ending up paying more. Uh, But there's also times where you wait, you know, you you book close in and the prices are cheaper, so it kind of balances itself out. But... I totally understand why it's not the way to travel for most people. I mean, I feel like semi-related to Omicron, I was going to mention, I think that flight prices are going to drop for January, February. You know, I was looking, like I've said before, we're due to go to Orlando as an entire family in February, and that's during vacation week. And these flights, you will not believe these direct flights on JetBlue are $720 one way right now blew my mind so that's like 1400 but i clicked through on one of them and over half the plane is empty so number one the prices are going to go down no matter what but then with omicron on top of that you know i feel like these flights are suddenly not going to fill up and so the prices are going to drop again in fact hopefully the demand doesn't drop so much that you know if you remember way back in 2020 they were canceling flights and stuff like that i'm hope that doesn't happen but i do think that this variant is going to scare enough people that's going to drive the prices down. I mean, to be frank, maybe it'll scare me and I won't book the flights. But to your point, Mark, about having the framework, the thing I like to do, and I only do it with JetBlue because I fly them so much that if I end up having stuff credited to Travel Bank, I can use it, is not only do I have a framework, but I have two flights on each end of the framework, like one on Monday, one on Tuesday, one on Friday, one on Saturday coming back. And then as time goes on or if prices drop, like I tweak it and then I like, close in or solidify my framework. So, you know, I, I like to know when I'm going to be showing up and when I'm going to be leaving. And then same with you, Mark, though, 
in the middle, I can figure it out as I go along. Sounds exhausting, all those plans and backup plans. I get having one plan, but having multiple plans and then tweaking them, that's too much for me. I do something similar. I always book a Southwest flight because, you know, it's easy to cancel. And then the week before, I try to find any other airline that I can fly. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I mean, I know I'm in the minority here. I know most people are like you guys. I mean, especially in this hobby, that's one of the benefits of having the hobby, right? Being able to have backups and know how to get cancellations and you know, know all the rules and stuff like that. <laughs> That's funny. Book Southwest and then just try to figure out how to fly any other airline. <laughs> yeah. With the, with see the if Southwest gun to your head. See if the prices come. Because there's so many connections out of Detroit on Southwest. It's like I book it because the prices are usually affordable and it's kind of like the benchmark. And then I try to find something better over time. But that's usually where it starts, at least if it's not terrible connections and stuff like that. Well, I want to talk a little bit more about my Bay Area trip. It was sort of inspired by the fact that I know we're going to be at a lot of amusement parks next year. So we have Six Flags season passes and uh, Cedar Fair season passes. So we did the parks up there. Uh, Great Christmas stuff. California's Great America in Santa Clara has a beautiful uh, Christmas holiday celebration. So does Discovery Kingdom. Uh, You can see their websites if you want to do that. Are Six Flags season passes nowadays, like for all the Six Flags in the entire country, kind of like your SeaWorld pass? I know when I was a kid, the New Jersey Six Flags, I only had it for the New Jersey one, but, you know, has has all that changed? Yeah, almost all of the season passes with Six Flags, they do have, like, a really cheap version that's just for the park, but almost all their memberships are yeah, nationwide. Yeah, like 50 bucks for the park-specific one, I think, something yeah, like that. Yeah, and I, for my family, I have a kind of an upgraded one because I kept it through COVID, and then they gave me a free upgrade plus all my money back, and so it actually worked out to be pretty good. So that comes with, like, 50% off food and free parking and all that. So I just got my family the cheapest one, which was like 70 bucks for the year. And uh, they'll get them access to all that. Now, Cedar Fair is a little bit worse. They have a platinum pass. That's the pass you need to get all their parks. That's about $200 for the year. It's not something I'll have every year. I know we'll be doing a lot of traveling domestically over the summer. We'll go to a lot of these parks, so it will make sense. And it was nice to kind of get a kickstart with some of the holiday stuff. You know, it wasn't like we were going on a ton of rides and stuff, just kind of enjoying the family stuff. And both the parks had like special food, special celebrations, tons of lights. Like California's Great America does an amazing job with their their lights. They have like a million plus lights there, I think. And, Sean, uh, Sean's really lying. Good. He got the uh, all-you-can-eat pass. So, you know, to pay for this year-long tra- <laughs> I travel, he's going he's to like eat to every meal parts. at Six Flags. <laughs> I Dude, looked I'm at just, the, I, I'm just laughing because <laughs> that, that expensive, quote-unquote, pass for cedar fair or whatever is like yeah. one day at disney world on new year's eve one day park hopper at disney world new year's eve i'm pretty sure is 200 dollars. yeah i mean it's insane you could have sea world annual passes as long as you didn't buy them in florida six flags passes cedar fair passes all of those together that get you access to all their parks it would still be about half the price of a walt disney world annual pass so uh, yeah there's uh, even probably add universal and you still probably be cheaper than uh, than disney world so it is what it is but i enjoyed that uh, I did stay at two Hyatt's, so I thought I'd talk about that. One interesting thing, Mark, I had, and Joe, I had a Category 1 through 4 cert that I could have used at a Hyatt, the Hyatt Regency uh, in Santa Clara across from Great America, but I stayed at the Hyatt Centric down the street, which is a Category uh, 5, so I couldn't use the cert there, but it was only $100 a night. So I paid $100 a night to save the cert, which I'll be able, it'll expire at the end of the year, and I'll be able to cash it in for 10,000 points. So that was an interesting kind of mental gymnastics thing but i transfer my ultimate rewards to hyatt all the time i can cash those out at one and a half cents hopefully fairly regularly at least for one cent so did i make a bad choice there 
No, I think most people would buy high points at a cent a piece. You're going to get usually one and a half cents a piece, as well as if it saves you ultimate rewards. I think I think it's a good move, um, especially if you have, you know if you have the cash, and then you'll earn points too off of the stay off the credit card spend. So it's even a little bit better than that. So. I think it makes sense. It's kind of crazy that it was only a hundred bucks for a category five. So especially around the holidays, uh, I definitely yeah. would have done it. Yeah. So this was the Hyatt centric mountain view. So it's right in the heart of Silicon Valley. So I imagine there's a lot of business there. It's a brand new hotel or fairly new, really interesting decor all over the walls, like all computer related, um, like microchips and, and stuff like that. A uh, very modern and the room was fairly good. They upgraded me to like a junior suite proactively. You know, I thought this hotel was very good. Would I spend 20,000 points to stay there? No, it's just sort of a business hotel. It does have that centric sort of feel. So it's got that modern kind of edgy, cool vibe to it, but maybe kind of more like an Andaz feel to it, but not, there's other options I think that are, that are better there, but the, the room was good. Breakfast was very good there. And, uh, I think, like I said, it's a, it's a hotel for, for the technology companies. So I, I imagine the weekend, the rates are a little bit cheaper. I think out the door is a hundred bucks. They even gave me free parking on the paid rate. So I can't, I can't complain there, but if you're using points, I think there's better options uh, in the area. Maybe stay at the Hyatt Regency down in Santa Clara, which is a category four. And, uh, there's some other options as well. Like, uh, some cool, like in San Jose, there's some motel converted motels that are like high end. Now they're like, part of when they bought destination hotels. I think it's the uh, JDV brand. So there's some interesting Hyatts in the in the South Bay area. But we did that. The other Hyatt we did is the Hyatt Regency at SFO, which I've never stayed at before. That's interesting because it's a category two, but it's off property, whereas the Grand Hyatt is a category five and it's on property. Again, $85 a night plus tax at the Hyatt Regency SFO, where the Grand Hyatt was like 300 bucks or, you know, 20,000 points. So no plane I, views, I saved though, the man. Point. No plane views. No runway there views. There is no plane views. <laughs> in the Grand Hyatt, I've stayed at both, so I think this is a good comparison to let everybody know. The Grand Hyatt's on the air train. It's connected to the airport. You're overlooking the runways or the some of the gates and the taxiways. It's a beautiful hotel. Absolutely worth it. Is it worth four times, you know, roughly four times the cost of the Hyatt Regency where you have to take a, you know, 10-minute shuttle? You know, I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not. I, I enjoyed it. They gave us a junior suite again. The other thing I like about the Hyatt Regency SFO, it's one of those Hyatt atrium hotels. So I always like to collect those. Uh, so yeah, the, the stay there was was really good. I even, uh, we charged breakfast to the room, didn't know that they were supposed to give us vouchers and uh, no problem getting that taken off. Uh, so yeah, good stays in both of those. And like I said, that's a category two. I wouldn't hesitate to redeem there. It was $85, you know, dollars, so we, we paid that. But uh, yeah, I think it's a, it's a good value. I'd probably stay there most of the time compared to the Grand Hyatt just because of the cost. Uh, but yeah, I like both of those yeah. hotels. Uh, I would say anytime, like if there's a premium to be on site, like attached to the airport, unless you have an early morning flight, it's not going to be worth it. You know, if you have like a, a 6 a.m. flight and you want every little last minute and you don't have to worry about catching the shuttle or getting down there, you know, because they run every half hour or whatever and the added stress, I could see doing it for that. But otherwise, I'll, you know, I'll save the money or save the points and and go a couple minutes away unless the hotel is just like out of this world. And you know, I love uh, the Hyatt Regency at Orlando that's in the airport, but we only really book it if we either are flying in really late or flying out really early. So other than that, yeah, I'd, I'd go down the road. Yeah. And that was the case for us. We flew in late to San Francisco and I just ended up renting the car the next morning. So we were near the airport and I was able to go back to the airport rental. And then we did something that was really neat. Uh, I had driven this portion of the coast a while back, but I, I hadn't done it in a while. We drove from SFO kind of down to Half Moon Bay, 
And then from there, just drove the coast, the Pacific Coast Highway, about, I don't know, 60 miles south to Santa Cruz, which has a historic kind of beach boardwalk. Joe's similar to uh, the Jersey Shore. So, uh, it, but it's pretty much the only version of that that's on the West Coast. And it's the needles fantastic. and all, all that. <laughs> can't, no, it's actually can't be as good as the authentic Jersey Shore. But yeah. I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't have all of the uh, the jerseyness to it, but as far as like the we call the it paraphernalia, Sean. <laughs> that's what we call it. Okay. 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 But yeah, Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk uh, is fantastic. I've been there a few times, uh, but just that drive from uh, Half Moon Bay down to Santa Cruz, just stunning. Right along the water. Uh, there's at one point we stopped at this lighthouse, which was amazing. Uh, just a just, I love it. I know people talk a lot more about further south with Monterey things like that, but. Uh, that little stretch uh, was was beautiful as well, and uh, yeah, it was just a great trip all around. And it didn't seem like things were too busy there, but uh, I guess everybody's getting ready for the holiday, so it's not really that busy of a travel weekend, I would imagine. This coming week will be the will be the onslaught of uh, travel. I will say, flying into Las Vegas last night or flying out on Friday to San Francisco. There was nobody in the airport at 8 p.m. on a Friday night flying. You know, it was just sort of dead. Last night coming in, the airport was a madhouse in Las Vegas. I mean, just absolutely packed. So Vegas, I guess, is still still drawing them in for Christmas. You know, I wanted to, you mentioned it in passing, but I want to make sure people hear it. Like if you have in, we've talked about it before, but it's worth reminding. If you have a Hyatt certificate that's expiring if you cannot contact them in january after it expires they will give you some points back for it i found this out this week because i contacted hyatt twitter to ask you know what happens if i can't make so i'm using a cat one through seven certificate at the park hyatt new york um and which is like i looked it's listing at like fourteen hundred dollars for a regular room right now for when i'm going or whatever and so i was like what happens if i don't use this can i still use my war certificate and they're like it expires on december 31st and so they're only they will only give twenty thousand points for that cat one through seven cert which i mean i really do want to stay at the park hyatt new york again because we really enjoyed it last time so we'll see but it's good to know at least that if i don't use it it's not like I completely lose that certificate. So just a reminder, if you have Hyatt certs that expire, uh, you can get points back for it, which is better than losing them completely. Yeah, good context, because I had said that that earlier, category one through four, Joe, 10,000 points, right? So yeah, 20 for the for the one through seven. I've heard some rumblings that they might be only doing that for globalist members uh, now, which it used to be for everybody. I'm not sure. I've only seen like one or two mentions of that. So I'm not sure if that's legit or not, or, you know, but just be wary that you might have to fight a little bit for it, but they've done it in the past. So I think that likely you'll be able to get them to pull it off or do something. Uh, but that's something to just to, to be aware of just in case you run into it. They didn't mention on Twitter that I was a globalist, but I'm sure they looked at my account. So yeah, that's a good point, Mark. But uh, everyone's, I mean, come on, Adam Bauer's a globalist. Everyone's a globalist now. Let's go. Yeah. Who who, who listening to this show is uh, is not a globalist. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Ever since Benji crapped on Hyatt, he's been talking about Hyatt nonstop. So we just want to make sure that's out there in public. The, the Hyatt Regency uh, in Orlando won him over, I'm telling you. So, do you, so what's uh, you published an article today about the Hyatt Regency Chesapeake Bay and why people, uh, you know, why people hate it so much or why there's so much mixed opinions because you really liked it. What's been the feedback? I know, uh, I know, I saw some people say that they've had service issues there. Has that been sort of polarizing that property? 
Yeah, it seems, you know, in the miles and points world, they people either love it or hate it, which a lot of people that are in the D.C. area that, you know, we're friends with, that's what they hear, hear from other people because it's kind of like a staycation spot for Baltimore, D.C. area. It's like an hour and a half drive from either location. So it's really great. It's on the, you know, on the water, great pools, all that stuff. So I could see why a lot of people would go there and maybe D.C. people just have a higher expectation. <laughs> I don't know. It's just very strange. Like people either love or hate it. Uh, service is a little hit or miss. Uh, it was when we were there, but uh, you know, overall, it's a category four. If it was a category five or six, and you're using more than fifteen thousand points or a free night cert, I could see people getting upset. Or if you're paying cash prices in the summer, which get to seven eight hundred dollars, yeah, for sure. You know, the rooms are a little bit older, a little little rundown, um, but not not terrible in any way. They were, you know, my room was clean and everything. It's just, I, I think, just the expectation level. I guess I don't know. They have a golf course, which is really nice. Uh, pretty affordable, like $50, $75, depending on the time of year, uh, a spa, multiple on-site restaurants, indoor pool, outdoor pool, water slide, beach, infinity pool, all that stuff. Uh, lots of pictures on the website. You, you know, downtown Cambridge is only a couple minutes away, which has a really cool brewery and everything. So I really liked it. We're going back in June. With, I'm bringing the family. But for some reason, people love to hate on it. I don't know. Well, you uh, did a good job selling it. So, uh, yeah, I mean, read the article. I, I saw lots of uh, kind of discourse about that. So, uh, Joe, I know you were looking so much forward to Chase kind of pivoting here to credit cards, to Chase launching their brand new ink card and how great this was going to be and the great bonus and how it was going to ultimate rewards and great bonus categories, all this stuff. And, uh, yeah, they gave us a cashback card. What's up with that, Joe? Yeah, you only you only messaged me like every three days. Like, have you heard anything more? Have you heard anything more? <laughs> Dude, I was okay. So, like, it's been a few months, and I and I wanted to get another platinum card. Like I said, I've simplified my American Express life just so that I can make it complicated again. And so I was eyeing the Morgan Stanley platinum card uh, and the hundred thousand point bonus, which you know for our American Express isn't as good as it gets, but I was still gonna take it. But I'm under 524, and so I've been waiting for this Chase card. So I think I started – I first heard the rumor about it in early November, and I think I started bugging Mark about it before Thanksgiving just to see if I can get some inside deets on what's going on, which either Mark is lying straight to my face or he didn't know anything until it came out. But either way. So I waited so long because I wanted to get the American Express Platinum before the end of December so I can bang out my airline credits and you know win some points back with my wife to get some Saks stuff, whatever she wants. From there, Like she can upgrade from Nordstrom and start shopping at Saks now for $50 every six months. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, and then, oh, by the way, there's a gigantic Nordstrom box downstairs. I'm like, what is this? I came home right before this podcast and saw it. And I was like, oh, come on. The, credit, the new credit cards are much bigger. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And they're made of metal, Nordstrom metal, gigantic cards, like those gigantic checks from uh, when you win the lottery. But uh, this card came out and man, you know, Mark writes some headlines. Okay. We, we know this. Mark writes some headlines and I saw the headline and what did you say exactly, Mark? It was like Chase 0 for 2 releases another dud or something. Well, what? Yeah. I, Chase I, does back to back business card duds or something like that. Yeah. Something like that. And I was like, Mark's got to be exaggerating. So I was like, let me click on this and see. And it's just like a 2% cashback card. You get 2.5% back if you spend more than $5,000. But the real kick in the groin is they're not ultimate rewards. So you can't like use them like ultimate rewards like you can with the Freedom or the Ink Cash or anything like that. So this card is basically useless. I waited an extra month and a half on the Morgan Stanley American Express Platinum for nothing. And it's just incredibly disappointing. I don't know. 
if there's will anything say, else about the card that I should be disappointed about that I forgot. The silver lining of this is now you can do a triple dip with the Amex Platinum. You can get, you know, the airline incidental this year, next year, and then probably again before you have to pay the annual fee in uh, 2023. So you'll be able to do the triple dip. So thanks. You should thank Chase uh, for, for dragging that out a bit. But yeah. I Thanks don't know. for the back-to-back dodge, Chase. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. What, who's this card for? I don't know. I, I, you know, a reader reached out to me and said, you know, I'm one of the people that it would work well for because they spend a lot on uh, ads and, and they get charged in ad chunks, like ad block chunks. So it's always like a $5,000 or $10,000 charge. Is so that I a bonus guess... category or or no, just because it's over 5000 or just Yeah, it's over yeah, 5000 because it's, it's over 5000 So they get those chunks and they already burn up like all the Amex gold and stuff that gives you the four times on up to 150K or whatever it is. So I guess if you have a business that has a lot of big time expenses, it could make sense. You know, you have to spend like $40,000 in the that category in the 2.5% to make up uh, for just having the 1.5% back card with no annual fee but i really don't know what and it's weird because the last two cards they've rolled out the world of hyatt business card and the uh, aeroplan card they kind of had like a you know a little bit of a get together where they gave us the details ahead of time and and i think they even had like a zoom chat on it and, and invited people in to get all this details and this one they just kind of you know release it under the cover of night like we didn't get any hear anything from chase still haven't heard anything from chase it just kind of randomly like showed up uh, in branches and stuff and nobody knew what was going on so i don't know who whose brain trust this was but they they failed pretty bad i guess the motivation is they really wanted a business cashback card i mean i i don't get it but why 200 dollars with... a year why <laughs> like yeah you're i guess you're completing competing with capital one spark but yep. theirs is cheaper and so what <laughs> I guess big spenders with with cashback. I don't know. You cannot get the ink cash anymore, right? That is not available, or it is available. You can you can get that. You can't get the ink uh, plus, which is the annual fee version with the fifty k versus uh, in the five times category versus twenty five k for the ink cash. Yeah, I don't get it then because they they already have a cashback card for businesses. It feels like maybe they had a good idea for a credit card, but you know how like sometimes you start down a road. And then you're so far down that road that you got to finish the road, even though like you don't get everything that you like imagined originally. It sounds like a card where they had a good plan for it, but then they ran out of money for the plan or something like that. But they had to build the bridge anyway or something like like when a bill gets put into Congress and then everybody like guts it and then adds weird riders that have nothing to do with it. Yeah, like if exactly. it would have been if it would have been ultimate rewards earning, it would have been probably fine. It would have been OK. It wouldn't have been great. I still, I still would have preferred like the ink cash or, or the preferred, but at least it would have been understandable what they're going for, and and there would have been a market for it. I don't know what the the market is for this. I'm not sure we said the name of it either. It's Ink Business Premier is the name of Does the. Does it new deserve card. to be said? <laughs> no, sorry, Ink Ink Business Premier. Well, yes. You forgot us to mention the best part of this because it does not earn ultimate rewards, but it earns five percent cash back according to their marketing when you book travel through Chase Ultimate Rewards. So there, you get access to booking travel through the Chase portal. And, you only get and, they're, and they're like, you can transfer Ultimate Rewards into this, but you can't transfer out. Like, who? what would be the purpose to transfer it in? You can get one cent wherever it is. Even if it's a Chase Freedom card, you can only get, already get one cent per point. So what would be the point of combining it in? I guess, to because you, know, you really want to hit an even number to, to cash out? 
it almost feels like this card is designed to extract value out of the customers and like trick them into making mistakes so that chasing gets some value back from their ultimate rewards maybe they think their ultimate rewards you know there's too much value in there and the they're losing too much to their customers and then they're trying to trick some back or something i don't know it doesn't make any sense but the other thing that's confusing is right so their current lineup the ink business preferred ink business cash and ink business unlimited they all advertise those as cashback cards too, even though they earn ultimate rewards. And you could do it, for instance, the Ink Business Unlimited on their website says unlimited 1.5% cashback rewards on every purchase. But those are ultimate rewards. So that just makes this even more confusing. Not sure that this was well thought out, but I get the, yeah, I think, Mark, you made it perfect. They're going after Capital One with the Spark. I can't imagine that there's any other motivation here personally, but uh, hopefully they'll figure out a way to differentiate it, make it less confusing because the Ink Business Unlimited earns one and a half percent cash back that you can transfer to places. The Ink Business Premier, two percent cash back that you can't. I mean, the more I think about it, the more I think that the confusion is going to make them more money in the end. So who knows, like if maliciously that is a feature, <clears throat> not a bug. <clears throat> Disney World Genie Plus. Well, wait, wait for the, uh, these aren't real ultimate rewards, even though ultimate rewards are used somewhat in the language lawsuits rolling out <laughs> in the next three to five years. <laughs> the marketing is certainly confused here and I, hopefully they'll figure that out. Cause it's definitely, uh, confusing. I'm, I'm just looking at their website and the way that they're talking about things. And obviously we know the ecosystem, but if you really didn't know it, there's no way to differentiate between what's going on. Of course, the ink business premiere is not coming till next year, 2022, and so maybe they'll they'll you know fix this before they actually bring the card live. <laughs> Highly right. unlikely. I got a funny story to finish off uh, this holiday episode, if if that's cool. So cool! <laughs> it's so cool, Mark. <laughs> I got to reserve story. judgment on how cool it is until we hear the story. <laughs> I didn't say it was cool. I said it was funny. Well, I, I did ask if it's cool if I go ahead. I guess technically. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. We killed the bit. Let's go. <laughs> So I'm, I'm okay talking about this now because it's been a couple weeks and uh, everything's grown back proper, properly or starting to at least. A couple weeks ago, I think it was it was on like a Friday. So luckily we had done uh, filming the Vegas show and this show and, and you know, I was, you know, trimming up my beard and all that stuff. And, you know, sometimes I'll take the beard trimmer and go over my eyebrows just to thin them out and make it look good and, and right and everything. And I'm, everybody that hates me and lo- loves the waterboarding comments is probably going to love my stupidity here. But so I will go sometimes over the eyebrows to thin them out. And I must have dropped my uh, beard trimmer at some point and cracked the side of it because, you know, the little slot thing that like locks into place on a certain number. Yeah. 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 Like you're trimming on like a six or whatever. It was cracked. So it wasn't really slotted in. So if you push hard enough, it would go all the way down to like nothing. So <laughs> So I go over my eyebrow and pretty much shave it. Time out, it. time out. What people, what people can't see right now is I just had my face all the way up to my monitor looking at Mark's face. I was all the way up in there looking yeah, closely at I'm zooming at in right eyebrows. now. I'm, I, I, yeah, I, oh, we can zoom? I didn't know we could zoom. Well, I can just go to full screen here. I got a giant screen. So, yeah. All right. Yeah. Continue. So, so, so I do the first one not really paying attention, which I don't even know. Like if I would have noticed it after the first one, would I have done the second one? I don't know, because then it would look really weird with like one or the other. So I do the other one, then I look up and I'm like, oh man, what happened? It was like stubbles, like what you get when you just like use a beard trimmer without the guard and you just kind of, you have like a stubble. So I have like stubble eyebrows that were uh, very pale. So if you've ever seen uh, the movie My Best Friend's Girl with uh, Dane Cook and Jason, uh, what's his name? The guy from American Pie. 
Jason Biggs? Yeah, I think. Biggs, he's I think. At, and yeah. he actually he goes to a, a hairstylist and he turns while she's like trimming eyebrows and shaves it all off. That's kind of what I felt like. So I send Kirsten a text. I'm like, hey, I was trimming up my eyebrows and it like slid down too far and I basically shaved them off. And she's like, her response is send me a picture now. I was like, no, you can see it when you get home. So all weekend, she's like, you look so creepy. You guys ever see the movie Powder? Yeah. Back when? Yeah. Yeah, That's what Mark looks like right now. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So we go like. did look like. Oh, that's what you've been recording without video all these weeks. So I wore a hat everywhere. You couldn't really tell too much. But like we were up in uh, Lexington. We're going swimming. And of course, I can't wear a hat in the pool or, you know, in an indoor pool. It looked really, really strange. Outdoor pool, some people do. But. So swimming, she's just like, I hope your eyebrows grow back because it's really creepy right now. So I'm like, oh, thanks. Thanks, hon. Thanks Wait, for the support. Strange, oh, I thought you said a stranger said that to you. No. <laughs> yeah, I thought you said this amazing. woman. Luckily, <laughs> said this woman said to me. Luckily, it was a, a dimly lit pool. So like people couldn't tell too much. But depending on the angle, it was bad, man. It was really, really short. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I had all these like one-liners if anybody ever asked me, but nobody ever said anything. So luckily I made it through. All right. You're going to, you're going to treat us to one or two of the one-liners you had prepared No. or, or any of them safe for the podcast. No, okay. no, no. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So that, uh, hope you guys enjoyed that. Uh, happy holidays. Hope you got some laughs out of it, but yeah, if you've ever seen my best friend's girl, that's kind of what it felt like. Yeah, I, I, I've done the same thing, cutting my own hair, cutting it to a zero instead of like a two. And so then I had to basically like, you know, shave my head at that point because I, I did like half the side of my head at a zero instead of a two by mistake. And then I was like, OK, well, I guess so you had like you now. had like half hair, half no hair. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I had I had to do zero all the way around after that. But yeah, so I think. I, w- I would guess that if you had noticed after the first one, you would have done the other one to match. Otherwise, yeah, it looks really weird. Like, that I guess yeah. I could be like uh, Lisa Left Eye Lopez and, and say it was, you know, out of respect. Well, I was going to say, if you had only done a small part, like if you had noticed like a little way in, like, you know, the kids these days, they do like little notches in their eyebrows and stuff like that. So you could have played it off cool like that. But once don't you do that, kids. Thing, then... It might not grow back. You never know. <laughs> well, at least now Kirsten knows what to get you for Christmas, right? Uh, a new uh, beard trimmer. So there you go. Yeah, that would easy, be uh, that would be nice gift. Would it though? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm I'm very nervous to use it again though. So I don't. Uh, I'll just PTSD, use scissors huh? from now. Scissors from now on. There we go. Well, this is our last show before Christmas, before the holidays, and we are going to take next week off to spend time with our families, as Joe uh, Joe needs some time off. But uh, yes, yeah, so we're going to be back in two weeks. With a uh, with another show, the three of us, and uh, it's been another great year doing this show with both of you, and uh, we've uh, persevered through all the craziness in the world, and it's been a ton of fun. And I want to thank both of you guys, and wish you both a Merry Christmas. And although I'll, I'll talk to you guys offline, I'm sure before then, but a Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Thanks to everybody who listens to the show. Um, it's been it's been great, Mark. Right, just getting to meet and talk with people. You know, Joe doesn't get out to like the meetups as much. But uh, it's been really cool to as much to you see. mean ever. <laughs> <laughs> yes, if I as much you mean once, then yes, your statement is true. All right, but yeah, it's been really cool meeting people and, and just interacting with them through the podcast. And we just want to thank everybody out there who uh, who listens. Of course, all of our Patreon subscribers, uh, just everybody in the Miles Memories community and our free Facebook group, all of our readers, listeners, people who 
watch us on YouTube, doing Vegas stuff, all this stuff. Thanks you so much for, for supporting Miles to Memories. And uh, thanks again, Mark and Joe. Yeah. Uh, Merry Christmas, everybody. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Holidays. Uh, I know Sean celebrates uh, Hanukkah and Christmas, so happy Hanukkah and Christmas to everybody. I know there's a lot of dual families out there Hanukkah's as well. Hanukkah's over, man. Oh, I know dear. you're a little late well, on that. Well, I'm sorry. You know, you get what I mean. It was like, mad I hope early it was great. this year, to be fair. It was real early. <laughs> yeah, usually there's, a, you know, it gets pretty close, doesn't it? It really depends because it's based Those on the Jewish lunar calendar, calendars. So. It can be as it can be late after Christmas. It can you know, be as late as you know, really late in December, or it can start in late November. So it can be anywhere, sort of in between. But yeah, usually, I mean, it's falling within a week or two on average, I would say. But definitely extremes to that. I did also before I need to thank everybody on the MTM team too, because uh, just a cool, incredible group of people that uh, it's been fun to. Just another great year at Miles to Memories, and uh, don't want to don't want to leave anybody out. Always fun to uh, be hanging out with y'all. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you, Sean and Mark, for uh, putting up with my uh, bothering you about your microphones all the time. I really appreciate it. I really appreciate being able to do this all with you. And just uh, happy holidays and Merry Christmas, everyone. All right. And as a reminder, where can people find you when they're not listening to this fine podcast? You can find me at As Joe Flies all over social media. I am getting rid of all my old blog posts or hiding them and putting a new landing page up for uh, travel agent stuff. So we'll see how that goes. But yeah, you know all the general places to find me. What about you, well, what, what about the uh, podcast shout out? What number did you just hit? Oh, thanks. I forgot two weeks in a row. Yeah, Disney Deciphered. We just uh, had our 200th podcast last week. So um, it's crazy to do 200 together. I mean, us here, we're on 125 or something. It's still like another 75 away, like a year and a half before we hit 200. So 200 is a pretty crazy number. So we were pretty excited about that. Leslie from Trips with Tykes and myself. Thank you for the reminder, Mark. I appreciate it. Congrats. And where can we find you? Congratulations. Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Detroit Mark. Email me, Mark, at milestomemories.com. Comment on the articles there. Uh, join our Facebook group. Uh, you can send me Facebook messages, which I actually got a very nice one today. Uh, thanking, thanking us for our hard work. Uh, through Facebook um, Instant Messenger, so that was that was nice to see. On top of the waterboarding comments, we, we get a, we get a few good ones too here and there. How about you, Sean? Waterboarding <laughs> comments, somebody comment of the year. We did get a new review coming in uh, this this week, talking how much they loved your laughter. So we get we get both sides of, of that. Most I got my one. Love your laughter. I got my one. <laughs> oh, while, while we're supporting Mark, the Lions won again. We forgot to start off the show with that. That's bad. Congrats, buddy. That's bad. No, I know. No. I want. Nope. I'm rooting for the Lions <laughs> to keep winning and the Jets to keep losing so we get a higher draft pick. But sorry, Sean. Go ahead. For this podcast, mtmpodcast.com. We have links uh, if you want to apply through credit cards, support the show, and uh, subscribe in any podcast app. Just search Miles to Memories. And uh, everything we do, milestomemories.com. You have our podcast videos. And uh, what is it? About 46 and a half posts a week. Something like that. So head it's to milestomemories.com. 42 and a half. There you go. There you go. Milestomemories.com for everything. Thanks so much for listening. Talk to you next time. Happy New Year. See you in 2022. Hopefully it's better. Just think two years ago, it was like, oh, I walked in, I walked into Domino's with gloves on and then was pouring the pizza onto a cutting board. <laughs>
And it was like, don't touch the box. Don't touch the. <laughs> remember when that guy, remember that video where the guy taught you how to wash your fruit and bleach? I never forgot. I can't, I can't. Every, every like month I think about that guy. I'm like, what happened to that guy who washed his fruit in bleach? I think we know what happened to the guy who washed his fruit with bleach. Oh. Yeah, he ingested a little too much bleach. <laughs> All right, let's, uh, let's get started, right, Joe. I'm ready.